0: Welcome to The First 15, and thanks for taking 15 minutes to transform your real estate career. And now your host, master coach and founder of Real Estate Grad School, Rich Levin. We talked on Friday about farming. So I, I, this is just really super secret farming success. I just call it a super secret for kind of fun, for a little bit of attention grabbing. Um, what we're going to talk about is that farming works. You know, top agents most often dominate markets. They'll dominate neighborhoods or they'll, they'll dominate a type of property, and it happens all over the country. More often than not, top agents dominate a market, okay? So they always have and always will. That's the way op, top agents have operated since real estate has been sold. So what marketing are you working to – what market – it says what marketing. that should say what market. I, don't, I like that so – I dislike so, that so much I want to change it. What market are you are you working to dominate? So is it your neighborhood? That's always the best because you can speak about caring more about the values. But if you live in a $60,000 neighborhood and you want to be selling $200,000 houses, then you might want to farm an area where you aspire to live. So what market are you working to dominate or what market would you like to work to dominate? Okay. Um, so, um will coach you on the secrets to get that started right now. So, on Friday, I showed you a mailing from Deb Eberlein, and I think I'm pronouncing your name correctly, Deb, and showed you what doesn't work. And she was so generous and so gracious. I spoke with her this morning as we were getting on the first 15, and um, I, I, I so appreciate when, even if somebody feels like I'm wrong, they are open to the thinking, And I'm certainly work to be open to all other thinking as well. So that's what doesn't work so well. And in in that, I gave some tips about what works, but what does work? I realized over the weekend that I hadn't shared with you what does work. So first, we looked closely at Deb's first farm mailing and that didn't work, hers didn't work, and why that likely didn't work. And we're not going to go over that now. But over the weekend, I realized that I discussed what didn't work and never showed you or discussed what does work. So, you know, there's a lot that works here, by the way. There's a lot. It's a, it's well-written. It's a picture of her. She's got a nice logo. It's There's a lot here that reinforces her brand. But let's talk about specifically in the content. The fact that she didn't get – why do I say it doesn't work? I say it doesn't work because she didn't get any leads from it. She sent three mailings. She spent over $1,500. Hasn't gotten a response. Now, it has worked in terms of establishing her brand. But Deb and I, and you would also – want it to work to actually bring you a sale to pay you back more than three or four or five times that fifteen hundred dollars that you spent. So um let's see what 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 does work to bring responses. So what does work uh starts with a shift in your thinking. Okay. All marketing that people respond to. So when you send a marketing and your sphere of influence, the neighbors if somebody responds to it, all marketing that people respond to that people respond to, requires this shift that I'm about to talk to you about, this shift in your thinking, okay? So you want to shift your thinking about what to write. So you're gonna shift your thinking about what to write, shift it from what you think to what they're thinking. So instead of, gee, what do I think they would be interested in? I want you to make a little subtle shift here and I want you to really put yourself in their shoes. So you want to think to the answer, you want to you want to think to the answer to this question. Okay, imagine you're sending this to a farm area. So, Deb, I don't know how many people are in the farm area you're sending it to. If you want to send that to me, I'll I'll, I'll share that with everyone. Whoop, I think that has Um so um imagine that in that group, whether it's okay, four hundred and seventy five, in that four hundred and seventy-five people that right now, when that mailing hits their hands, imagine there were nine people who were receiving the mailing. Out of the 475, nine who are going to look at it, they're going to see houses on it, they're going to see real estate on it, and they're going to be interested because they're going to sell in the next six to 12 months. They absolutely have made the decision, some life event has happened. So imagine that those nine people are looking at it and they don't have an agent yet they're thinking should i hire an agent and what agent should i hire so you want to ask yourself what would they most like to see in your mailing to make them want to contact you we call it enter the conversation that's already going on in their mind you know we might want to write that down and it says enter the conversation That is already going on in their mind. Now Deb's mailing sort of did that. They anticipated that uh, that people would want to know that she's in real estate, that she's with a successful company, um, and one of the most successful companies in the Chicago area at properties. The at sign at properties, and she is uh, experienced, and that she's certain things she's going to do. But we caught on Friday that the way that was written wasn't compelling enough it was written by writers and graphic designers not by real you know marketing and advertising people no problem with that i just want you to recognize that to be able to make the changes if you want to know more about how we changed that mailing take a, go back to friday's webinar and listen to that one by the way it is monday so welcome to all of you that are guests so you want to ask what are the con- what what conversations are going on in their mind, now you can ask that generically. Let's go through this slide, and we'll come back to generically. If they're moving to a higher priced home, what would be on their mind? Getting it sold in time, so they're not carrying two houses, or not even be able to buy because they can't sell their house? Getting the most for the house because they're really stretching for the new house? What would be on their mind if they're moving to a higher priced home? If they're moving for a job opportunity, they have just gotten a job out of town or across town and they need to move for a job opportunity you know is timing less important than getting the most for their house is lack of disruption more important because they really don't even want to move they want to make this transition as smooth as possible for themselves are they downsizing for retirement So are they really thinking about keeping every penny because this is going to be their savings for the rest of their life? Or are they thinking that, you know, they want to, it's going to really dictate how nice a property, the home they're going to buy or build or have, uh, or rent, um, once they sell the property. So each of these situations, each situation you encounter, the people have some generic concerns, getting the most for their home, getting it sold on time. But depending on the situation, there there are specifics there are some uniquenesses. so what are the situations are common in your business or in your farm one of my clients is very common he's older he's in his 70s and it's very common for him to be selling to people who are downsizing and some of their concerns is what do i do with all this stuff how do i empty this house how do i show this house when it hasn't been painted in literally 25 years so um so people in different situations. So what's most common for you if there's anything common? And so how would you write your mailing to a farm area that has those concerns? Now, most likely, okay, um, getting the most for their house is one thing. That's probably common. Getting moved on schedule is likely another. They it, Likely, some of them, if not most of them, will have a, a time frame. Now if they don't have a time frame, then getting the most of the house, even testing the market might be on their mind. and the wisdom of that or they just can't see any other reason they can't see the they only see value in testing the market. They don't see the downside of testing the market. Um, trusting the agent's experience and the agent's expertise um, and maybe more importantly trusting the agent's integrity. so how in this mailing? can you convey your experience and your expertise and convey that they can trust your integrity now if you can go one step further and be speaking writing obviously to their specific situation they even they're even more likely to contact you now if you can have a links on your web on your in your mailing um to pages on your website or to your Facebook or Instagram pages. Let's say you set up an Instagram account, you have some blog posts, if you want to link to those specifically so that for each different group you really have information, like we do in the Real Estate Grad School Library, we try to appeal to everyone with so many documents over the years. So. Some, you could link in your mailings to online resources that are most valuable to them. Okay, you could even link to online resources of companies and other services that are valuable to them. So, how do you do that in a farm mailing? All this stuff I just said, to you how do you do it in a farm mailing? And we found the following works immediately. It works from the very first mailing you send. Now I'm not. I don't have my computer, I'm still waiting for my computer to arrive, so my replacement computer to arrive, I killed mine two weeks ago, Um, should be here this week, please God. Um, So I'm not going to show you samples, but maybe better not to, so you can imagine this for yourself. You can always go to the Real Estate Grad School Library and see samples, look under farming. So, we found that this works immediately. Number one, in your initial farm mailing, and I have clients who do this two times, one who does it four times a year. Um, very successfully, by the way, selling, listing over 100 houses a year. You put a list of all the houses that sold in the area by anyone for the last 12 months. So, for sale by owners, get them from the tax records, from MLS. You put a list of all the houses that have sold in the last 12 months by everyone. Is it legal? Totally. It's public records. In some states, it may not be. In Texas, there's some rules you have to be careful of. Maybe in your state, you can check with your broker, manager, trainer. But when you put that list of houses, put the details. I want you to put the street name, not necessarily the street number, the house number, but the street name. I prefer not to put the house number so that people don't people in those houses aren't concerned about you sharing how much they bought their house for. Some people could guess which ones are which, but also it keeps a little bit of mystery to it. Um keeps a little bit unknown. So a list of all the houses sold in the area by anyone in the last 12 months with street name number of bedrooms, number of baths, the square footage that's not on your, maybe in the tax records, and price per square foot, which is an interesting thing to put in there because most people don't understand it. And so it gives them another reason to be curious as to why their house house would sell for more or less per square foot. And that gives them more of a reason to want to talk to you if, if and when you reach out or they reach out to you. Now, in addition to that, when they look at all of that, there's lots of thoughts they have. And so your analysis of the market and a sincere comment from you that relates to them. So your analysis of the market, you know, um, you, you might notice that the, the house on the odd side of the street, odd numbers do sell for a bit less. Um, the, the, the yards on the, on that side of the street, you know, back up, uh, uh, or, or have a, a smaller or whatever you want to be a little careful about saying back up to anything you want to say, be careful about saying anything demeaning you might even not want to say they sell for less you might want to notice the price differences in the different parts of the neighborhood if you'd like to understand how that affects your home please call me so instead of making a conclusion pointing something out to them for them to look at and then saying to call you again increase their interest in you now one of our clients who does uh, is somewhat successful farming asked me, and we talked about this on, I think last week's live call on Wednesday, um, what he should send to his farm to really get response. And so I suggested this, um, and we talked about this again last Wednesday. If you go to Wednesday's live call last Wednesday, you'll hear it, I think the 8.30 call. Um, send some statistics. Now, not all of these, but on the same the same mailing, when you send initial mailing with all of the houses that have sold, send a few statistics and then your analysis of what the statistics mean. Okay, you don't want to do all those statistics in one mailing. That could be a series into your farm. But you do want to put your insight. Too many times an agent will just put statistics or facts and not put a conclusion to help, for, to help direct people to. People want to be told what they might notice from a thing. They don't want to be told what to think, but they do want to be told what they might, be, what they might look at. So um, this is a mailing, I know that it's blurry, forgive me for that, uh, I enlarged it. Um, one of my clients sent this, there's a person who who has who, um, farms his area and does it quite well, but it's only the address and the price, the address and the price, the address and the price. Two different farms, Minneapolis and St. Louis Park, okay? Um, at the bottom of the mailing, there's her picture, Kim Pease, I think it's Kim. Um, and this was from 2014, he still does this. And I told my client, if he does what I suggest instead, if he does what I suggest instead, if he puts the bedrooms, the baths, bed of the square footage and a conclusion from him, people will be much more compelled to speak with him. If you send this as your initial farm mailings or one of your upcoming farm mailings, it's a great January or February farm mailing because it's a synopsis, it's an overview of everything that happened for the past year. This will often get immediate response from the first mailing. So this is one of the things and I promised Deb and I work hard to keep my promises that over the next few days, a few weeks, we will talk more about her other mailings to her farm. So it's a good year to be thinking about farming your areas for next year. Good time to be understanding and putting together the concepts to get the best results from that effort. All right. I we will have a live call right now at eight thirty and we'll have a live webinar at 11.30, your ingredient for your recipe of success today is choose a farm. Get an initial farm, mailing piece to your farm, mailing piece to your farm in November, or if that's too tight, it's got a lot of other things going on in your life, in January. You will get calls, And if you don't, do as Deb Eberlein is doing. Reach out to me. Let's figure out why. We'll get, the, we'll get the ideas of all the other people who join us, and we'll make sure we make this work for you. Hug the ones you love? Make an absolutely fabulous day. Have a great start and a continuance to October. Have a strong beginning, have a strong October leading into the holidays. And then plan to work some of the weeks in each of November and December. Don't back off completely. Make sure you you load your income for the early part of 2019. Hug the ones you love. Make a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to the First 15 Podcast with Rich Levin, who's been helping develop top agents for over 20 years. If you love this episode and want to see the visuals that go along with it, go to regradschool.com for a free First 15 or sign up for coaching at regradschool.com and watch the First 15 every Monday through Friday.